Hey, thanks so much for listening to The Rundown with Ramon. This could be, in fact, one of the best interviews yet on The Rundown with Ramon. We want you to live your best life and help you start or build your business. You can get to know me better at RamonRay.com. Definitely DM me on Instagram at RamonRaySmartHustle. Let me know how you're enjoying The Rundown with Ramon and or what we can do better. But back to Denise Hamilton, my interviewee of this episode of The Rundown with Ramon. Absolutely amazing. Denise, Denise Hamilton is a speaker, is an author, and so much more. Her specialty is diversity equity and inclusion. And we touched on that as I look at my notes a bit. And I'm going to tell you a bit what we talked about. We talked about the aspect of it's important to be honest with yourself and honest with all of us as we talk about how willing are we to be inclusive and diverse and equitable to all. And there's so much more. But really what I talked to you about is about we talked about how she's building her business. A few key things we're talking about today. One, understanding what are your skills? What do you do really, really, really well? And then what do you either not like to do or don't do so well? How, what do you do about that? How she's built her business with a team. So we talked about those things. We talked about the aspect of strategic mediocrity. You're going to be very interested in how she uses that word and what that means for you. I really like the fact that she says when she goes to events and probably even other things, she tries to 5X, get the most that she can out of an event she's going to. And probably we can use that concept for other things as well. And we talked about the power of relationships. Denise has been using Clubhouse. I've been on Clubhouse quite a bit. She's gotten to know Adam Grant and other pretty esteemed thought leaders of the business world of late and how she's working those relationships, how she got those relationships, and how you can get the relationships you need. So once again, thanks for listening to The Rundown with Ramon. Check out this interview with Denise Hamilton. Denise Hamilton, thanks for joining me. How are things in your world, your family, your life today as we have this discussion? How are you? I'm so good. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be up in the building with you. You're the virtual welcome. building. I the get virtual. you. I get you. The elevator took a little bit while. I hope my team brought you up okay to the green room. Was that, it all worked okay? All great. Very good. Denise, listen, before we even begin, I had the pleasure of sitting with you at uh, at an event, at dinner, and things we were doing with some mutual friends, and I was just mesmerized. I've known your body work before that and some things you do, but I think it's best, Denise, take a bit of time and unpack a bit your world to the rundown with Ramon audience and others who may be seeing this. So sit back a bit and just unpack who is Denise Hamilton, what does she do, who does she serve? Explain all that to us before we dive into how your tips for business owners Happy to, happy to. So I'm referred to as an inclusion strategist, which is a very specific niche in DEI. What that means is I actually help companies operationalize their DEI goals. It's one thing to have a list of platitudes of and promises of what you're going to do. It's something else entirely to put those things into practice. So I help them kind of map out um, what they're doing and to deal with, you know, the occasional kerfuffle when they have some kind of incident or crisis. I'm kind of like the Olivia Pope of DEI. Um, so between that and my professional speaking business where I, um, you know, provide information around inclusion um, and around specifically around women and around the issues of race. And then um, we're developing a full on training company. You're, you heard it here first. Um, for 2023. So we are busy. Oh, oh, and I forgot. I'm an author. I can say that now. Oh, oh. I have a deal with Norton that my book um, nice. is going to be titled Indivisible, and it will be released January 2024. So I am busy. I got a lot going on. Did you just break news on the rundown with Ramon? Is that what just happened? Yeah, like like I one did. of those big media and you just broke news like that? 
See what I'm saying? Look how good God is. Look at that. All right. So let's dive into Denise. Let's talk about some of the things you do. I would love to touch in about diversity and inclusion, what it means to do, always educate. But then I think I'm going to set that aside, even though it's important. And I want to learn from you how you're running your business. I want to get all up in your business and understand what you're doing, how you're doing it, how you're scaling. Maybe go go back a few years, what you've learned. And I'll repeat all this. Sometimes I ask 47 questions in one breath. But let's talk about your body of work. But then I do want to help the audience understand how they can grow, how they can scale, how they can try to do more, even though we're still only same hours in a day and we're one person. So first, Denise, touch on a few of the highlights. What are some of the companies need to understand about diversity and inclusion? It's a broad term. Some people think they know what it is. Some people don't. But from your lens, Denise, what is that that we need to know? Well, I think that we are... um we overestimate our capabilities when it comes to DEI. Everybody thinks it's about being a good person and we think I'm a good person. So I'm probably in the middle of the skill level here. And the truth of the matter is most people, if we were looking at inclusion on a on a continuum from zero to 10, mm-hmm. 10 being like the super wokes that have all the ads that look like Benetton ads, you know, and have all the books and all this, like do all the things. And the zero being, I don't even know what the letters stand for, right? D-E-I-V stand for. Like if we plot ourselves kind of in the middle when most of us are really at the shallow end, we're at the low end, and which is fine. But you need to know where you are and be sincere about where you are in order to path, create a path for growth, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't, um, you got to be honest. There's a there's a deep integrity that's required to do DEI work. Even for me, like I'm still learning. I did a speech a couple years ago and I used the term Eskimo. And somebody sent me a note that said, actually, they really prefer to be referred to as Inuit. And I was like, wow, it's so, it's so ironic that I'm here telling people how to be inclusive. And even I make mistakes sometimes. So we have to approach, I think, DEI with the idea that I'm going to make mistakes. We're going to get it wrong. But guess what? If you're doing anything worth doing, you're making mistakes and you're going to get it wrong sometimes, but we can approach it with fear and we can approach it with an over arching sense of like um, cockiness and certainty. Like we got to be someplace in the middle. So um, I I love the work. The work is hard, but the audiences are so um, receptive because they want to do it better. And it's very encouraging for me to go into these spaces. I specialize in really conservative um, industries like oil and gas, finance, tech. That's which tough. Is- yeah, that I go I, for a lot of um um companies. I'm their first DEI speaker. I'm their first person that you know that's consulting their leadership team in this area of DEI. So I, I'm proud of that. Like I love that that I'm the place that people get to start on this journey. So I I just I love what I do. I love the the encouragement I get from people sincerely trying, and I'm looking forward to an amazing 2023. Yes, yes. There's a person in my life, Denise, who made a mistake similar to you, you said about a name. And I won't I won't say that name, just a variety of reasons. You know, sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth too much. So I'm going to poke fun at us, brown skin people. So let's say you're working with an organization and somebody mm-hmm. innocently, they're a good person, even though this is a bit far, but good person. Yes, the, some of the Negroes were, were over there having lunch. Now, <laughs> they're a good person, Honest and nice. Where do you index over this person? And again, I'm the layperson, so you teach me. Racist, yeah. bad. They knew what they were doing. Versus, no, honestly, this 70 year old nice gentleman. That's what he thought. 
those people were called. So mm -hmm. if, if it's helpful, what I'm trying to do is how do you span that between the two, like the middle or not? What do you say? If you can, because that can happen any version of this. What would you say? Well, I think that, you know, I'm going to give you two separate answers. Great. Okay. The first answer is, um, remember I talked about this continuum yes. of zero to 10. And the fact that we're not honest about where we are in that continuum, mm -hmm. we have a lot of people that are at the one and two of this continuum in our society. Mm -hmm. That's one of the problems that we have. And we have to have a way to move people from two to four and three to five. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, we don't like those people. We're angry with them. We're impatient with them. We want them to know it. We want them to do better. And I do want them to do better but we have to give them a path to doing better. So if I observed an incident like that, I would pull that person to the side and explain that the term is, you know, it has been outdated and thought of as being offensive and encourage them not to use right. it again. I don't believe in burning people, you know, just like discarding people. I believe in charting along that continuum. And I see my job is to push you further along, right? And to get you from three to five or five to seven as much as we can possibly do. So that's one answer. The other answer is though, I forgive carefully, mm. right? I, for, I believe that sometimes our forgiveness cheats people out of their lesson. Mm. And, and so I think that while I would be patient and I would explain, sure. I would in fact explain that it is harmful. And I think sometimes in our efforts to be patient with people or kind to people, we minimize harm that they do, right? You know, if you come up to me at the pool and ask me, do I live here, right? You need to understand the harm of asking me that. And I cheat you out of that if I just say, oh, no, no, no big deal, no problem, no whatever. So both of those things I try to hold in the same space. And it is challenging, but to me, that is the work of inclusion. Um, helping people that are trying to learn and encouraging them and supporting them um, with kindness and grace in that journey, but also holding people accountable for harm that they cause and encouraging them to use that harm as much as possible. So both are true. I love that, Denise. And I think what I'm hearing as well, that I want to move on to the business growth, my favorite part, but this is very important as well. But I think what I'm hearing is that it's education. And I think that's, uh, if that's right, meaning how it, there's broad terms, there's all kinds of different people. Some people are horrible or not, whatever it is. But I think it seems like most of us just want to be or didn't have the chance to be or nobody educated us. And I like, that's what I'm hearing you say is that, hey, you know, Denise, thanks for saying, you know, my blue shirt. But when you said that, I kind of felt something and you'd be, oh my, Ramon, I'm sorry, whatever. Uh, is that fair what I'm hearing, Denise, that most common Definitely. good people will Definitely. will move forward and, and then- I don't, well, you're hearing, okay. most of the time it's good people, but there are bad people. Fair enough. Right, and so like my job is to hold space for both and I to create it. room and accountability for both. The idea is to have an organization that lives its values, mm. right? And if you say it's it's important that everyone is is um has a space to bring yes. their gifts and their talents to this environment, then you have to live to that. And that means you you know, I think John Kennedy is a, a mm. beautiful quote. He says a society is judged by not only the policies and laws and whatever they create, but in the men that they honor. Mm. And I think that is such a beautiful I like concept that 
we tell a lot to the world by what behavior we permit, yes. what we tolerate, what we allow. Um, and so I believe organizationally, it's important to have a culture that is clear about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. But once you define that to allow people a path of growth. I love it. That's really how I think about it. I, I don't it. know. You're not as old as me, I don't think. But I'm old right. enough to remember. I'm old enough to remember when desktop computers came into the workplace. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the, you could computers. take. That was, that was the computer. <laughs> dude, you could take a Microsoft Word or a Microsoft Excel course five times a day if you wanted to. Those companies were like, you want to learn it? Come and learn it. Come yeah. and learn it. But then a day came when it was like, uh, okay, Larry, you've taken five classes. You don't have an assistant anymore. You're going to have to start writing your own messages or your own correspondence. You're going to have to start doing your own expense reports. So that's how I think I of inclusion it. the same way. Like we're going to give you all the tools that you can have, but there's an expectation that you might make a mistake this year. I don't expect you to make the same mistake three years from now. Mm. Like we, we need to see some growth. So that kind of compassion and accountability, that balance, that's the sweet spot. I love that. I love that. And talking about growth in Newark Airport, where I fly in and out of, it's over. Like it's using apps in the phone. And my heart breaks for like some of our grandmothers or aunties yeah. or whoever it may be, or others could be young, but most most younger people just happen to get it. But boy, they're they're like hitting the button. Even like that was revolutionary, Denise. I remember when we had to press the iPad in Newark Airport and everybody was paused. But now you don't press the button anymore. You have to scan the QR code. It's on your phone. So they quickly jump to your point about, let's get it. That's a side issue. But Denise, that was very educational. I think it's so important uh, for many of us who are not experts in the in the, in the the war and the field and the education as you are day to day. I'm just a regular person. So I think we all need to be educated on this. And thank you, Denise, for that. Um, Denise, before we jump on to our next topic, can you just remind us again, Denise, uh, not the full thing who you are, but more your website. People who are listening already and want to reach you, want to reach out to you. Can you just pause a bit and tell us the best websites or social, whatever you want that we can reach you? Please do that. Sure. So my company is called Watch Her Work. So you can go to watchherwork.com. You can also go to denisehamilton.co, which is really my speaking business. Um, and on Watch Her Work, we have... Um, a library of videos that offers professional advice for women. It's free of charge. And we hope that you'll go and, um, and, and learn and enjoy um, the, the foundational belief of watch your work is that you shouldn't have to have powerful friends to have powerful information. We want everybody to have access to the good advice that we've all had to be successful. And so we want to make that available to women wherever they are. And obviously um, in my speaking business, um, at denisehamilton.co, you can learn about the different presentations I offer and how to reach out to me and how to connect. This year was an amazingly busy year, and I'm looking forward to a fantastic year uh, next year as well. Good. And we haven't released this yet, but I've just been signed as Denise's agent, all of you. So you can just come and see me. Please don't, you know, go to her directly. Just come to me, 20, 30% Denise. And uh, oh, no, I'm just joking. That's it. That's all. But definitely check out Denise for all that you can do, how she can help you. So Denise, let's let's start. These conversations are always so hard because you've been your body of work has done for years. But talk, mm -hmm. let's talk to those who are starting out, Denise, and want to grow, want to grow their businesses and be Denise or uh, you know whoever it may be. Um, I guess my question is: right now you're doing several things, and maybe remind us of the pillars you're doing. You're, I think you said you're launching a training company. You have a book. You're a speaker. You do several things. I'm guessing beyond just Denise. What I'm trying mm -hmm. to ask is: can you talk about some of the steps that you took to grow? 
grow to this. Maybe you started out as a solo person just doing this. And then as the years went by, you got busier and busier. Maybe you had to get a team. Maybe you put systems. I know it's a very broad question, but can you just talk and and paint that picture for those who are looking at you and saying, okay, how do I start to grow in in the new year or in the coming years? If that's a fair question. Definitely. Um, I think the first thing is um, success is not a solo sport. Mm. Even if you are um, a solopreneur, you still have to focus on building the right team, the right systems, the right um, connections, the right vendors to Mm. be successful. Um, And I think one of the things I had to do very early on is um, realize that, you know, I am not the Lone Ranger, even Jesus rolled with a posse. And I think it's super important to find the right people. And sometimes you have to search for the right people. They're they're not obvious, right? I think we have a tendency to kind of grab the people that are most immediate to us Mm -hmm. instead of seeking out the true expertise. We have a habit of asking amateurs for expert testimony. And so I really committed to not doing that, to making sure if I, if I need help with X, I am finding an expert in X, not um, somebody who has an ebook about X, right? Because those things aren't always the same. So what I did, one of the things I did was I really sat down and I identified all of the skills, all of the activities, all of the the tactics I was going to need to do to be successful in my business. And I circled the ones that I shine at. Mm -hmm. Where is my giftedness? Where's my zone of genius? And I really identified the ones that I'm okay at. And I really underlined the ones that I'm terrible at. And those are the ones I really sought out support. And that came in a couple of different ways. Um, Sometimes it was entrepreneurial organizations or accessing resources like a score or Mm -hmm. SBA or, you know, programs that kind of cater to small businesses. Um, So that was one group. The other group was finding a peer group of other um, entrepreneurs that were kind of a little bit ahead of me that could kind of give me that roadmap. And then last but not least, tons of reading, tons of research, tons of um, kind of skill development. Because one thing I really underestimated early in my um, career, in my business Mm -hmm. rather, um, was that you need to know, even if you outsource something, you need to know how to manage that person that you're outsourcing to, right? (laughs) Like you can't be like, can you come in and do SEO when you don't even know what SEO looks like? You're not going to have the skill set to be able to supervise that work. Is it done correctly? Is it done efficiently? Was it done at all? Like you won't even be able to ascertain um, or to evaluate it. So I think kind of really finding my humility Mm. and being brutally honest brutally honest about where I shine and where I flop. And um, I call it um, strategic mediocrity. I'm, I'm extremely committed to strategic mediocrity. Everything doesn't need to be an A. There are a few things in your business that can be a full confidence C. And the, the lights are on and the, the, the train is running on time, right? But it doesn't, everything, when you try to be an expert at everything, you end up kind of being mediocre at everything. But if you say, you know what, this is just going to be average, but this right here, whoo, baby, I'm going to kill it on that. I find that to be more successful. Um, And I call this um, the Michael Jordan principle, Mm. covet other people's gifts. 
The dancer wants to be able to sing. The singer wants to be able to write. The best basketball player in the world wants to play baseball, right? We covet other people's gifts. No, and it's just human nature. So it's like, can you, can you just release that, mm. release that coveting of other people's gifts and really celebrate and own your own? Yes. Yes. Can you do that? Can yes. you name what your gifts are, where you shine, where you're killing it, like where your magic is and live in that and not divert very precious, very finite energy, trying to be great at everything. And once I did that, my business took off. I love it. Let's play that game now, Denise. Um, you know, I'll say for me, uh, my skills, I, I, I shouldn't say use the words I think and all that, but I'm getting work on myself. But I think my two yeah. skills are um, definitely if this is a skill, but visioning things, I can smell, Denise, and I cry if I talk about it, how passionate it is, I can smell an end product. For example, as you may know, I recently started building Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse. Uh, we never had an email newsletter. We have eight hours of programming a day. So I hired 10 writers. We have a daily email newsletter that goes out every day like a train at 9 p.m. every day, Monday through Saturday, it goes out. We have writers, editorial team. I built it now. I didn't do the detail work because what I'm getting at, what I'm not great at is the details. I just don't like it. Like I tell my team, please don't ask me if I want fish or shrimp. Don't ask me if I want a high carpet, low carpet. Don't ask me what color should the, how high should the stage be? I don't mm. care. I don't know. There's other people who can deal with that. So my point is, I think that's one thing Ramon does well is visioning and maybe there's a better word. And then two, I definitely love the stage craft and performance that by God's grace, I will own that. You want me to host the biggest event in the world? based on what my clients tell me. So that's that's my, what you know, star around, whatever you said, that's what I rock. I have a few more for you though. I have okay. a few more Ramon gifts. I think you have an incredible ability to enlist, to recruit people to your vision. Yes. There's one thing to be a visionary mm -hmm. and have a vision. It's an entirely different skill set to be able to say, come on in here, the water's fine. Join me on this journey. That is a very discreet gift that is extremely valuable. The other gift I would say is um, stick-to-itiveness, mm. right? Like this ability to kind of say, here's my vision. I'm going to start here, but I'm going to follow it to completion. I don't know how many people have 75% of a book in their computer, you know, 62% of an article in their computer, you know, 45% of a new business in their computer because they, they got the idea, they got to see, they got the vision, but they don't know how to take it all the way through. And that is not, um, that I believe that that is a skill. That is a skill to ride the vicissitudes and the challenges first to anticipate them, mm -hmm. to see them when they come and to ride through them, right? Mm -hmm. These are all gifts. And so this is what I do with clients sometimes is I make them sit down and like, tell me what's fabulous about you mm -hmm. and really list it out. And so if as, as people are listening to this presentation, I hope that they will do that exercise for themselves. And your gift may be something that the gift that the world doesn't appreciate. I want, I want to stay there for a second. You may have the gift of encouragement. Mm. that's not nothing. Now the world doesn't put a price tag on a gift of encouragement, but I can tell you as a person that has been in entrepreneurial groups, mastermind groups, whatever, throughout most of my career, that the person that has the power to pick you up, 
when you are down, who has the power to say, keep going. I believe in you that those people I hold so close and dear. And when I have opportunity to share with them, they're the people that I tap because I remember how they lifted me up when, when my head was hanging low. So the world may not appreciate or put a dollar value to what your what a gift is. Still put it on your list because it does feed into your business. And it is something for you to think about as you figure out what you're going to keep and what you're going to outsource. For example, if you have an amazing gift of encouragement, you can hire an office manager, but never give up, never give up your touch with your people, your connection, your team building, because you have this incredible gift to make them feel a part, right? So that's what I mean when I say like this list of what your gifts are, name them name them. They've been given to you for a reason to do amazing, incredible things. And how are you going to do those things if you don't even value the gifts you were given? You're sitting around worried about what Beyonce can do. Beyonce has her gifts. What are yours? That's right. Denise, I can't wait to hear you. I don't know if I've ever heard you on speak on stage, but I know it's powerful. I can just feel it. I can't wait to see you on stage in 2023. Um, well, I'm the agent, so of course I'm going to see you on stage many yeah, times. Yeah, but yeah. It's just a matter of time, yeah. It's just a matter of time. But um, Denise, and by the way, what are your gifts? What are the things that you would circle and say the one or two things you do very well? What are the things that you would say it's Turn not? that back on me, Ramon. Yes, yes if you don't mind. Turn that back on me. Yeah. Um, I would say... My gift is word craft, like wordsmithing, like phrasing something in a way that people will lean in and pay attention. Um, my gift, one of my gifts is um, kindness and encouragement. I would say I have the gift of encouragement. I think that's true. Um, I think another gift that I have is the ability to see things in a systems theory, like in a pragmatic way, dispassionately. Like what are the inputs, what are the throughputs and what are the outputs? Yeah. I think that is a gift to be able to move yourself out of the emotional reaction of a situation, but to be able to, be able to see the moving parts because then you can identify the levers that you can hit to change the outcomes or to create different results. So yeah, like I, I, I'm, I got a lot of them I know I got a lot of, I, and I'm proud and I, I take full ownership of Beautiful. them. I think it's so important. And the worst thing, oh, I hate it. I hate it more than anything. I mean, I'm not really good at anything. Yes. I don't, I don't really know what I I the shame the devil. Yeah. I just I can't even receive that. Yeah. I cannot yeah. receive that. You have to know yourself and yes. you have to love yourself. Yes. And a part of that, the beginning of that is who am I and what am I good at? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And at least one thing I can say, for just from my observation of you, I don't know if it's a trade or talent, but an observation is you definitely have a have a confident approachability. And mm -hmm. by that, just what I mean is that you know it's all of us who are in this, in front and building these empires and things. I just think I, I've I've stopped playing pretending I'm not confident. I don't want to be arrogant to some degree, you know what I mean? But confident that, hey, if you can't deal with confidence, I can't help you. But yeah. approachability, I always want to be the person that anybody can come up. Hey, Ramon, how are you? And I'll hug them. You know what I mean? Not confident like I'm confident, but like I'm confident. Does that make sense what I'm trying to Absolutely. say? You need to be, be a person who you don't, I don't need you to be small for me to be big. Yeah. I, now, 
I'm gonna be big, yeah. Ramon. Like I need us to be really clear. I believe I believe in Denise Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> right. I believe in Ramon Ray. Like I think we have some amazing gifts, right? So I'm gonna be big, but I don't need you to be smaller right. for me to be big. That's why when people talk, uh, yeah, I get clients that sometimes come and it's like about competition and oh, I see this person doing this and this person has that. And I never think it's you're never in competition with anyone else. You're always competing with yourself, right? As many gifts, as much as we just listed out, like these incredible gifts that we have, we also can be honest that very few of us are living up to the full potential of our giftedness. Yeah, maybe we're doing 68%. And you know what? 68% is fine when you're gifted, right? When you're talented, yes, I, yeah, I, could yes. probably, I could probably wake you up at eight o'clock in the morning and say, Ramon, you gotta do a speech at nine o'clock. Done. And you would just get up there and do it because of natural ability, yeah. right? Yes. And so it, there's a temptation when you have a natural ability to just kind of phone it in. Because mm -hmm. you don't really have to work for so hard and you don't really have to do So you're not, I never see the competition as other people. I see the competition of is me and Denise. You only gave 68% on that. What would this be like if you gave 86? Mm -hmm. Oh, this would this thing would be crazy yes. if you took it up a notch. Yes. So that's my race. My race is not with you. My race is not with her or him or whatever. I, as and 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 that helps me to not be jealous and competitive. We have a common friend, Crystal Washington, beast, beast, beast in the world of professional speaking, beast, giant. Oh. All I want to do is cheer. Yes. All I want to do is cheer. So I don't understand people that spend energy with jealousy and competition. You being big doesn't require me to be small. And me being big doesn't require you to be yes. small. We can all be big. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just brag about Crystal one more, one more minute. The thing about her <laughs> that I most love about her um, is that uh, going back to confident, what did I say? Confident um, uh, approachability. Approachability. Uh, and I say, our, you know, mutual organizational part of, and um, just how confident and baller she is but she took the time especially when i first got to know her hey ramon come over here ramon do you know jerry jerry do you know ramon i'm like you know like a little boy in a school year and i was like wait a minute chris introduced me to them so it was just i was just that that just as we're saying that just character is just confident for sure wordsmith like nobody's business but that approachability and i'm just one of the peeps but i'm quite and confident security. who i am and, and security right? Yes. Adding you to the fray doesn't take anything away from her. It adds to her. Yes. She doesn't see it as, as a problem. Oh, I'm introducing someone that's going to be a future competitor. I've never heard her think like that. And Crystal actually is who got me speaking professionally. She's Ooh, who called good. me. She called me. She said, and we refer to each other. Me and Crystal have. I said, I see you out. She, she called me. She said, I see you out here in these streets, like speaking. Are you, you know, how, yeah. what's your feed? Like, are you set up and are, you know, can I help? And I was like, feed? What do you mean? Like I wasn't getting charged. I wasn't charging any fees. Yes. I was just kind of doing it. Yes. And she really pushed me to ask for my first fee and to ask for the next fee and the next fee and the next fee. And like, you know, now I'm I'm at a number that I could not have imagined year, a few years ago when I got started. So like generosity of spirit, sharing of knowledge, building community, right? And so now we're in a space that she can call me and ask me for help on something. I can call her and ask her for help on something. And we all get better. Like that's win, win, win. And so when you're surrounded with people 
that see you as competition, as a threat. And you you need to just, you need to pick up your little toys and move to a different family <laughs> because those are not your people. Yeah. You need people that believe in themselves completely so that they're not worried about you. Yes. And they just want you to shine and just like they want themselves to shine. So when you think about this as a new business owner, um, it's really important to kind of pick who's your personal board of directors. Who are your people that really you take what they say seriously. They have your best interest at heart and they know something about what they're talking about. Your mom can't be on your board of directors. She just thinks you are so cute. Let her be mom. (laughs) yes indeed but she may not be the best person to evaluate your keynote speech she just made whatever you say is gonna be oh baby you're so you're so incredible you know like so you have to find and that takes courage and i'll say this they may be a different race Mm -hmm. they may be a different gender Mm -hmm. they may be a different age they may all kinds of differences don't feel don't limit yourself to people that look like you Push yourself out of that comfort zone. All you want is the people. If I'm going to California, all I want is the people that have been to California. Do you know how to get there? Okay. It doesn't really matter what what meat bag they come in. If they have the capacity to give you information, take that information and just grow. Love that. No, Denise, that is powerful. Let's touch on two more things I want to touch on, uh, Denise. And we could, you know, we should just have a four-year, four-hour segment. You know, why don't you get some dinner? We'll just keep recording and just come. <laughs> um, I <have> disagree. <laughs> that's the confident, Denise. Nope, I think we're not going to do that. But um, Denise, listen, let's talk about uh, scaling as well, another dimension of, can you talk about who is on your team, uh, titles mm-hmm. and et cetera, and the number of people? And what I'm trying to get at is that doing so many things, how do you scale yourself? And as an example, I know in my case, I have a project manager, I have a social media manager and other people on my team doing things. And then another thing is that sometimes I have individual freelancers. For some mm-hmm. things I've found, Denise, I may use a whole agency. So and that's maybe a convoluted question, but I'm just curious to learn, how do you do it? You have your book out. That's a process. I'm assuming you have some events. That's a process. There's training. That's a process. So can you just give us a peek into the Denise world? Who does what? How? When do you use agency? What things do you just do? What things do you, Ramon? I don't worry about it. Becky has it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Definitely. So I have um, two full-time staff um, and I, I use a hub and spoke model, right? So kind of like we have our base of operations and we farm out duties as needed. So before, you know, when revenues were lower, we would use like Upwork or um, Fiverr sites like that to find people that could do like this finite task, right? And one thing I did that was a really great practice and I, I wish I had done it earlier in my journey is sometimes I would hire five people to do the same job. Yeah, I've done that. Right. And why? Because if you have five different um, options that are presented to you, you're going to theoretically get a far better product. And also if somebody flakes or doesn't end up doing it, you always have like the work, the work doesn't stop. And And that's why I did did it for testing. Just to put that in there. I did mine. Like when I building BWC, I hired like 30 people. Actually, I paid all 30 people. I knew I'd only end up at 10, but go ahead. 
Yeah, exactly. And just so you you kind of have that consistent production, yeah. right? So yeah. that was really helpful. But then, um, you know, I would hire people of higher expertise. I think there's a there's a season where you kind of like hire minions mm -hmm. to get things done, and there's a time where you got to move to the grown up table, and you need like an amazing um, social media team. I just hired an amazing um, video production team to do my reel. Nice. Um, I've been a five figure speaker for years and I've never had a reel. And I'm like, Hmm, well, can I get to, can I get to 50 K if, if I put, if I put the resources to, to look more like the person I am inside, what's really possible. So that goes back to what I was saying about like living at the top of mm. your capabilities. Are you really doing that? Most of us aren't, but anyway, so I hired a, a top notch team for that and that's an investment, right? But if, if we ask people every day to bet on us, do we bet on ourselves? We invest in our own success and our capabilities. So, you know, if I need writers, I will source writers. If I need um, video production of any kind, or if I need, I kind of, I use a hub and spoke model um, as opposed to bringing a bunch of people on full time. I grab them on an as needed basis. I also, my businesses are all, incredibly aligned mm -hmm. so it's not like you know i'm doing popcorn over here and you know a massage parlor over yeah, here yeah. right like they're 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 very that's aligned. Not aligned. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not a line nobody wants popcorn at the massage parlor but anyway so so like making sure that you know we have the maximum impact sure. of each thing that we do. And so there's a process that we have. I actually got from Black NSA, um, the, an event they had uh, after Influence in mm. Denver, and it's called 5X. And I've employed it in my business. And I think every single person should do it. Every time you do something. So in my case, it might be getting booked to speak in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Okay, If you are booked to speak in San Francisco, Challenge yourself to find five ways you're going to maximize that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. maybe one is you're going to request their professional video of that. Maybe um, you are going to do local media in San Francisco while you're there. Maybe you have a new book or you're ha you have expertise. Reach out to the local TV stations and see if they want some talent since you're going to be in town. Are you going to meet with three other clients? that are potential people to bring you in. You get the idea, like push yourself. So we literally have the 5X form. And that every time we book something, especially if it's out of town, we try to challenge ourselves to find how are we going to maximize that opportunity? I think when you're an entrepreneur and you have a small team, um, creativity is your friend, right? And so anytime that you can do one thing and get five returns or four returns out of it, it's going to be beneficial. So making sure your businesses are aligned and making sure you are thinking of the ways that, that an expenditure here mm -hmm. can benefit you in all these other places is really key. Um, but yeah, like the staffing piece is hard. I know it's hard to hire. Yep. It's hard to, um, if you don't provide benefits or you can't pay a really super high salary, it can be hard to get great people. But my experience is that the freelance market is booming. The yes. gig economy in the US is on fire. So I would encourage people to um, really figure out 
um, how to tap those people. And, you know, like, for example, we talked about using Upwork. Mm-hmm. If I have a, a writing piece I need done, I'll hire five or 10 people. And yes, it's to get that writing piece, but it's also to see, hey, who is out there? It's an audition of sorts. And so though collecting those resources so that when you need that help, you can tap those people and not waste time every single time looking for new people. Um, I think that's really a valuable approach as well. No, I love that, Denise. I started five companies and sold three companies and all that's been Denise on Upwork. No, wow. you know, listen, I mean, it's it's been on hacking, you know, and I've gotten pretty good at the, how to do the title, the description. My last executive assistant, her name is Jamie. Jamie, you're amazing. <laughs> seven years she was been with me. Seven years. Wow. Started on Upwork. But the title, just a tip for those listening, I put something like at the time, you eat Eventbrite and you drink infusion soft. I don't that's the kind of descriptions I do. I knew yeah. only a certain breed of people would hear that call. Yeah. And it so happened. So meaning, you know, so uh, but yes, I totally get it. But I've there's many ways to do it. Lastly, uh, Denise, and thank you so much for being with us. I hope you all check yeah. out Denise at watch her work or yes. see denisehamilton.co and buy yes. her to speak at your next and big follow event. me and follow me at on Instagram at official dham. My publisher is looking at me. She's like, we need you to have more followers. I'm like, I'm 52 years old. Do I really need Instagram followers? Yes, you do. So follow me at official DHAM on Instagram. We're going to make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do that. Say it again. Say it again, Denise. Official DHAM. All right. right. So Denise, Denise, you got to do stuff like, hi, my name is Denise. Do you? Uh, uh. Oh, you got to do all that TikTok stuff that people do. You know how to do it. You don't want to do that? This makes my head hurt. Um, All right. Pray for me. I will do. Let's talk about (laughs) Clubhouse, Denise, Adam Grant, relationships. I think we can squeeze them all into one breath. And I like interviewing you, Denise, because I can ask you 47,000 questions in one (laughs) breath and you just go for it. So let's talk about relationships. Adam Mm -hmm. Grant, you're working with him. How? And then you touched on Clubhouse. I'm very active in there too. But I think, I suspect, I suspect it centers about relationships. That's what I think. I could be wrong. Denise, talk to us. Definitely. I mean, you know, your relationships, it's just your biggest currency. It just is. Um, You need people that are willing to take you into rooms that you don't even know exist. Um, And the only way to do that is to reach outside your comfort zone, connect with people, have the courage to create relationships, and then to tend the garden of those relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's not a small thing, right? It's hard to maintain a large number of relationships in any way that's substantive. But I promise you the return on the investment of time is 50 fold, right? As you meet people, you know, like one thing I would say, if I was giving like some homework around this, I would say, are you following everybody that you know on LinkedIn? Just, can you put four hours and just make sure, go through your phone book, make sure everybody that you need to be connected to, you're connected to. Why? People move jobs, they leave cities, they do, they don't leave LinkedIn. LinkedIn is always, it's like a ever, it's, it's evergreen. That's right. right. So that's the first place. The second, and then make sure, of course, you filled out your bio and you filled out everything so people can find you. They can't love you if they can't find you, okay. right? So there's that. And then really spending some time cleaning up your phone book, mm. cleaning it up, cleaning up your contacts. Do you have emails, phone numbers? Do you have a picture in there? So you remember, now who is this? Larry Jenkins. 
who is Larry Jenkins? I cleaned up during the um, lockdown and the pandemic. I cleaned out um, mm. an office and Ramon, I had enough business cards to wallpaper a room. It was, it was something. And I was like, wow, but you can spend your whole life networking and never build a network. That's right. Oh, you could just collect, you could collect names, you could collect cards, but when the rubber hits the road, you can't call that person. You can't connect with them. You can't, you can't do any kind of exchange of value because you didn't really build any kind of connection. So I guess the challenge I would have is like, clean up your contacts, drop people a note. How mm. are you? Happy holidays. I hope everything is well with you. Would love to connect in the new year. What are you working on right now? Just a simple few minutes, just, just set aside a couple hours and just really dive into who am I connected to? And then think, who do I want to be connected to? I got some amazing cold communication during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were focused on LinkedIn. Yes. Hey, Denise, I see that you do da 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 da. I would love to chat with you for 15 minutes. Can we jump on a Zoom? And I did it nine yes. times out of 10 because everybody's got 15 minutes to help somebody else or connect with somebody else. So I just want, I think I would encourage people listening that you want to grow, but like I said, success is not a solo sport. So you want to put some actual strategy and tactics of how are you going to maintain these relationships? Don't just focus on catching them. Oh, we want this many Instagram followers. We want this many people to follow us on Clubhouse. We want to, we're in a collection mode. Mm. So what? If you can't connect with those people when it's time to really make something of that, who cares? It doesn't even matter, right? Mm. Um, I always say this, I am, am, I believe I'm maxed out on LinkedIn. I'm maxed out on Facebook, yeah. right? I got a lot, Ramon, I got a lot of friends. I could live the rest of my life and not get one more friend. What I'm looking for is people to drive the getaway car. Mm -hmm. I want some people I can call from jail. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. So instead of this like commitment to wide, 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 how do we go deep? How do we really connect? How do we get serious about this thing? And if we do, I just think the rewards are just tenfold. You don't know who knows who, the who knows who, who knows who, or who saw you on their page because they did a nice comment about you. And you just don't know. And there's a casting of your bread on the water that you need to do in tending the garden of relationships. So I, I I'm, as you can tell, I'm extremely bullish on people, yeah. on human connection. Um, and I believe that if you feed what you want to grow, you'll get the fruit that you want to get. I love it. I love it. And my friend, uh, Amanda Holmes, do you know the Holmes organization, Chet Holmes sales organization? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. have something called Dream 100. I think they focused it on for large companies and sales and things like that. He passed away many years ago, but I've modified that. And it's not a new thing, but my version of it to just my network. <clears throat> so I go through my phone and I modify it week to week, month to month, depending on who I meet and just tag people in my Google contacts, Dream 100. So it's not the larger list, which, you know, there's several different segments of our life, right? And so I, I, I dynamically change Dream 100. This is someone who I need to follow up with. And I do it about uh, several times a year. And it's not an ask. I don't need anything. It's literally, as you said, hey, just wanted to say hi and kind of what you just said. So Denise, I, I concur with that as well. And by the way, count Ramon on Team Denise for your book launch coming out. Tell your publisher you at least have one person. I'll be at the top of the list, really. Zone of Genius, 
Brexit champions, Ramon Social, all that is yours, Denise, when you're ready Aww. to get that out. So please do call upon me. Add me to your blogger, influencer, media list, whatever you want to call Thank it. Thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> it. And that's what it takes, right? We got to lift each other up. Yes, yes. We got to lift each other up. And when we see, when you see me in these social media streets, please like, please forward, yes. please comment. And I will do the same for yes. you. And that's what we need to do for each other, right? Like, you know, we have to lift, we have to lift up. We have to feed what we want to grow. And I want your businesses to thrive. Yes. I want you to be on the cover of time, honey. So what do we need to do to make that happen? Let's let's <laughs> be that for each other. Let's Absolutely. be that for each other. Denise, let's talk about Adam Grant. How did you connect with him? What's that all about? What's going on? He's the biggest name of biggest names. Tell us that story. Clubhouse. <laughs> it's a simple one word answer. Wow. He heard me talking on Clubhouse, which is why I'm, you know, I, I tell speakers specifically get on Clubhouse, get in social media, Twitter spaces, LinkedIn audio, get in those spaces where people can be exposed to you. If you know your gift is the gift of gab, then you need to be all over social media, social audio. And so, um, Adam, um, uh, you know, heard me in a couple rooms that he, we started hosting some rooms together and, um, the rest is history. He just said, I really believe, I just believe in you. Um, and you know, our paths probably would have never crossed. Right. So I'm excited. We have so many tools at yeah. our disposal. Um, and I'm always encouraging people, especially people who are a little bit older, like I am, like, I know that it, you can be tempted to be a late adopter and, mm -hmm. and technology seems like it's moving so fast, but I just really want to encourage people like try it, open yeah. up an account, jump on, jump on LinkedIn live, go and listen for a little bit, go on Twitter spaces, see what they're talking about and just be a part of the conversation. Don't be a spectator. Right. Um, I think because I jumped in and I was willing to to speak and share my gifts, you know, somebody was able to pick them up. People, people want to find you. That's that's what Clubhouse has really taught me. Yes, yes, people yes. want to find you. They are not coming to your house to find you right. in your closet. You are going to have to put yourself in spaces that they can connect with you. And so what does that look like? That's different for everybody, right? But I think that commitment to putting yourself out there is the thing that's gonna be um, the way that that genius person, that accomplished person, that that resourced person can say, hmm, that one, I really wanna, I wanna bet on that one, Yes. right? Yes. Um, and so I'm so grateful. I think 2023 is gonna be a phenomenal year. Um, and I, I, I just, I think that building and connecting around relationships mm -hmm. in a small way creates you an opportunity to do it in a bigger way. And so just start where you are. Yes, it's cool that Adam Grant and Simon Sinek and Mika Brzezinski, like I, I'm so glad to have met all those people and to know them. They're amazing. But I also have a lot of value from conversations from people all up and down that food chain because, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you need that friend that's closer in your stage of journey that can say, girl, is it an S corp or a C corp? Or, you know, you have that granular question. So yes, it's cool to have um, aspirations of people like that being invested in you. And I'm grateful for that, but I'm equally invested in my direct peer group 
that is just like, go girl, go. Hey, did you file your taxes yet? And just reminding me, hey, did you do your your PPP loan app? You know, I I, had a group of us that were calling around, like, make sure, what do you need? Like, you need those friends too. So um, I just think it's really important to have like the full line of opportunities with relationships. I love this. I mean, if you look at our journeys, Denise, you got to meet Nika, Simon, Adam, Ramon. I mean, you can't, you, you, I don't think you can go any higher. And then think of me, I interviewed President Obama. I've been with Seth Godin. I've been with Dama John. I'm talking to Denise Hamilton. Look at us, Denise. Big time. I mean, ballers and shot callers. That's what we got. <laughs> One more time, Denise, tell us how to reach you, uh, whatever you like, and any last words. This has been such a great conversation, and I can't wait to talk to you again and again and uplift each other. But one more time, talk to the audience here. Yes, please. On you. socials, I'm official DHAM, like official Denise Hamilton, official DHAM. And um, um, my speaking site is denisehamilton.co.co. There's another Denise Hamilton. Can you believe it? So she has denisehamilton.com. But Nevertheless, and uh, my original company is Watch Her Work. Um, that's professional advice for women. And we'd love to have you stop by if you need some information. Denise, you are a gem and a treasure. And I'm so glad you're here with the Rundown with Ramon audience. And again, my name is Ramon Ray. And you can find me at RamonRay.com. Thanks, Denise.